0: Give it up for Tobias. Thanks, Tobias. I think that was his first time being on stage um, since he was introduced. So Tobias is dear to my heart. And so is Pastor Luke. Uh, Thanks for giving me another shot. Okay. Thanks for giving me another shot. Um, Pastor Luke is dear to my heart. And he's given me or he's shared the platform with me several times now. Um, Okay. We're good there. But yeah. Yeah one thing I want to do is, is uh, have all the fathers stand up. And if this is, um, and I also want to ask if you, maybe you have lost your father that has lost a son as well, but I want you to go ahead and um, stand up. Yeah, we got somebody that, as Nolan, who is expecting, but I just want to go ahead and pray over the dads, over the fathers. And uh, I'm going to lead the prayer. Okay, sorry. I'm going to lead the prayer, but I want you to intercede with me. Those, those of you ladies and um, everyone else that's not a father yet, you're going to just intercede. You're going to pray in agreement or maybe you have a word for them right now, but we're going to go ahead and extend hands towards them because we know, um, or maybe you need a refreshment or you need to know that the fathers, the men in a church is a good sign of a church. If there's men at a church, I I grew up and and it was scarce, the the amount of of men in our church. And so I just want to go ahead and really bring this, in a sense, to life. So let's go ahead and pray for them. Lord God, I just thank you, God, how good you are. And you are faithful. You are our Father for most of us here. But Lord, I I just pray um, just a, a special anointing God, over each father here, Lord, each father here that has has done great, who has blown it at times, um, who is expecting God to do more. Um, but Lord, I, I just pray, even for myself as well, Lord, uh, just grow your men of God. I just thank you for each each opportunity we have gotten with, with our kids, um, Lord, but, but just grow us. May we be humble. May we uh, be quick to apologize. May we be quick to forgive. May we lead by example. But God, ultimately, we want to lead our kids to you. And so Lord, the, the, the kids that have walked away, that have not come back to Jesus yet, we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. We pray for um, redemption in that reconciliation, that they would come back to you. We pray for the prodigal sons. We, we pray um, for the prodigal daughters, the, the kids of, of each father here that maybe isn't walking with you, And the ones that are, I pray for growth. I pray for your spirit to really just unravel um, just your goodness and your graciousness, God, and and reach them, continue to speak to them and correct them. But Lord, equip each father here in Jesus' name. Build them up, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. And we celebrate them. Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand, okay? Um, Today, we're going to be in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, and we're going to start in verse verse 5, we'll we'll hit verse 6, but I'm going to share with you the two main points I want you to walk away with, and there's going to be some sub points, right? I'm not going to just repeat these over and over again, but the two main points, and we're going to see these in the verses we're going to hit, Um, the first one is, through faith, we please God. Through faith we please God. The second one is He rewards us as we diligently seek Him. And so before we before we jump into it and get in the text and and pray, right? We're going to pray a few times. But um, I want you to to really just think about those times, the times that you maybe have sang the song. Gina, Gina, while we were praying at eight thirty, mentioned the song um, or at least the words. Good, good Father, you're a good, good Father. And how many times can we really believe those words? They are, they are our words to God that we believe them, right? That he is good, that he's a good, good father. Yet we can really be sidetracked. We can be distracted. And maybe we, we see those words that are really ours, but they can seem so light that they're not heavy, that they're not as meaningful in moments, But God is still faithful. He even tells us when we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Amen? Amen? Yeah. And so we're going to get into the scriptures. And uh, we're going to talk about Enoch, right? Where, you know, the little that we know about him in scripture is, I mean, it's not much. And I know some of you know about the book of Enoch, right, which is not in the Bible. We're not going to get into that. But if we were just looking um, at what we know about Enoch, what would we, what would we see? What would we realize? What would we discover about Enoch? And, And then we are challenged, in a sense, with the same or to the same degree. What what with the little people know of us, what is it? Is it godliness? Is it being faithful? Right? So we're going to go ahead and read the verses, and then we're going to pray. So chapter 11, verse 1. Nope, sorry, verse 5. We'll we'll hit verse 1 a little bit. So verse 5, it says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's pray. Lord God, I I just thank you for your word, God. I thank you that it is alive, that you tell us it is God-breathed, that that it is given by inspiration of you, Lord. And so God, make it come alive to us. May we see the urgency, God, to, to have faith in you, to seek you. But God, may we have that peace, that that is what you've called us to do. May we see that it is walking in in the promises. It is walking in who you've called us to be. And so, Lord, it's a gift. May we see that. It's a gift. Faith is a gift. Walking with you is a gift. You include us. You want us. So make this come alive to each individual here. May they not just see my words or see my heart, that they would see yours. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So um, in verse, verse 5, it talks about Enoch, right? It doesn't say much. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. So by faith, that's all we know at that point, right? Enoch, Enoch was like Elijah. He actually went up without dying. He went to heaven without dying, right? Some of us are like, man, I don't want to go through life. Can, can the Lord take me now? You you have the apostle Paul who even shared that. He's like, Lord, I want to go with you. It's so good in heaven, right? There's no comparison. There's no stress. There's no fear, right? There's no sadness, right? Paul wanted to go to heaven. And you know what? Paul realized from God that, hey, his, his duty wasn't done. He still had things to do, things to walk in, right? And Enoch walked with God for 365 years, right? Anyone with me? Like, we can't even walk faithfully with God for like 365 minutes, right? And and this homie was walking with him for 365 years. And and what we know about Enoch in the Bible, Jude talked about Enoch being a prophet, that he was a prophet. He actually um, was talking in a sense to the saints and was rebuking them was challenging them, was was bringing awareness to them, right? Enoch was even walking in faith when he went to go tell people what God wanted him to tell. If God has a word for you, or maybe he wants you to share something with somebody else, it takes faith, right? It takes faith. I've had that many times where I've had that, really that, that urgency or God yearning me or, you know, pushing me to share with somebody something. Maybe if it's just, hey, God loves you. Maybe if, you know, whatever it is, and I haven't, I don't know about you, if you're with me on that, where you haven't, you've, in a sense, been disobedient, right? But it takes faith to go to people and share, hey, this is what God has for you. And you know what? I, I want to be open if God has a word for you, for me today, and what would stop me in that? Because it's Sunday? Because it's, it's a 9 a.m., the 9 a.m. service? We, we got the crazy crew right now, right? This is a, these are the ones of faith, right? But, but really, it's like if God calls me to share something with you, or if God calls someone else to share something with another individual here, are you going to do that? Are you going to you know, follow that act of faith? Enoch, the little we know about him, he loved God. He loved God. He had faith in God. Right? But with, with the little he, we know about him, I mean, just that little glimpse that he loved Jesus, he was a man of faith, right? And so what, what, with what little people know of us, what are they going to gather? That we're encouragers? That we love Jesus? That, that we're men and women of faith? That we have love for others in Jesus' name? And Enoch, Enoch fulfilled his purpose. He fulfilled his purpose of having faith, right, and fellowship with God and pleasing God by faith. And we have faith. We have so much faith in different things, right? We have faith in getting in a car. We have faith going out in public, right? For some of us, some of us, you know, introverts, we're like, no, I'm not going to do it. But it's like also what could happen, what could, what could happen? We have, we have faith in uh, health, in good health. We have remedies, right? We have essential oils. We have all these d- different methods, right? We have, we have faith in good health and nutrition, right? Um, we have faith so much when we're in the backseat. We're not backseat drivers, right? We, we have faith in so many things. Uh, we have faith in ourselves. And that's what the world wants to create in us is, is faith in yourself. It's what you can bring to the table, right? What was, what was Adam and Eve, what, what was their uh, holdup? Satan tempted them with being that you will be like God. You will have, in a sense, power. You have wisdom, but you will be like God. And so it's, we, we put so much faith in ourselves, right? But there can be a disconnect with God. There can be a disconnect with God because with God, All things are possible. Amen. Amen. Um, Hebrews 11.1. Can we get that up there real quick? Please. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Just as our physical eyesight is the sense that gives us evidence of the material world, faith is the sense that gives us evidence of the invisible spiritual world, right? Faith has its reasons. Um, I have have so many reasons why I want to surprise my kids, Um, I, I love I love giving gifts, right? I love receiving gifts. It's not something I'm like super stoked about, but I love even giving surprises, right? S- some things that like aren't even surprise worthy. I will uh, tell my kids where, you know, I'll you know, say it's a surprise. Where are we going, dad? And uh, this has been a couple of years, so, you know, forgive me, but I'd be like, oh, it's gonna be great. We'd end up like at Walmart, right? Just because, you know, I want them to be surprised, you know, and we'll get a candy or something. But it's like, until we go to Disneyland, right? in faith, we're believing maybe one day, but it's like, that's going to be the big surprise, right? But I want my kids to trust me. I want my kids to trust me that, hey, this is going to be good. Even if it's a huge surprise or not, that this is going to be good. I want you to trust me. And so much more does God want us to trust him. He wants us to have faith. And, And, you know, faith it's not this just this blind leap, right? We we walk by faith and not by sight, but really, um, these reasons of faith can't they can't be measured measured in a laboratory, right? But it really, I mean, it's it's not going beyond reason, it's not contradicting reason. Um, it's it's really it's really always going to take faith. You have Lee Strobel. Who's an author? He wrote The Case for Christ. And he had all this evidence. He was trying to disprove his wife, who became a Christian. And he had all this evidence, right? But what did it still take? It still took him having faith and him walking in faith, him seeing that, hey, you know what? God wants to see my heart. Because if he just laid out everything, and w- when we look in scripture, when we look in the Bible, there's so much evidence. There's so much evidence, but it's still going to take you having faith. And what we're going to do later on is you're going to have an opportunity to grow in your faith. Maybe that's, maybe that's your desire. Maybe it's not your desire and you're like, hey, I want more faith. Maybe I, I want, it's you that you want to really grow in this you know, stance of faith where it's not, hey, just believing. Because we're going to see here in a, in a minute that believing and knowing is different. Believing is, should be a form of trust, right? That yeah, you're all in with God, that you're all in. Um, faith is the substance, the evidence. Faith is not a bare belief or intellectual understanding. It is a willingness to trust in, to rely on, and to cling to. And so Hebrews verse uh, 11, verse 5, we're going to go back there. In verse 5, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And he was spared from death. And I I just want to ask you guys, what has God spared you from? What has God spared you from? What will he spare you from? From yourself. Amen. Different, different areas. Uh, he'll spare you from failure. And I'm not saying all the time that God, you know, this isn't just a, you know, just a magical formula, our faith in God, but, but he will spare you at times from failure. He'll spare you from uh, death, right? Um, at, at times, maybe you're like, hey, I can identify with that. I, I should have died a few times. I, I'm there, right? Um, he'll, he'll spare you from loss, from heartache, from destruction that leads, you know, sin that leads to destruction, and some of us, well, we wish God would spare us from different things, right? Like spare us from the drama of friends and family. Maybe from, from our, our kids at times. That he would spare us from going to work. Like, hey, can you just like, you know, have a clone go in there? I mean, whatever it is, right? That we want God to spare us from different things. And uh, Isaiah 57.1, it talks about how God spares some of the righteous by taking them to heaven early. My friend Michael, Mike, Michael Granite, I'll say his full name, he passed away four years ago in May. And he was one of my youth leaders. He was one of my best friends. And this, this dude, my friend, was such a good friend. He was, he was the one friend that I had whew, that we were accountable to each other. That I remember, so he died of a heart defect he didn't even know. He had an enlarged heart. And I remember him letting me know he thought he had, he thought he had uh, food sickness, right? And he actually messaged me and he's like, hey, dude, can you, can you just pray for me that I would have a sanctified time in my sickness? And I was like, who asked for that? You know, who asked for that? That they want to draw closer to God, that they want to hear from God in that time. And I want to believe that, that God spared him, just as it says in Isaiah 57. That God spares some of the righteous before the time because it's like, what? why why would they go to heaven? Why would they leave me, right? But that's, that's God sparing them. That's his grace. And God, Jesus doesn't want us to just be spared. He doesn't just want to spare us from the sin that leads to destruction. He doesn't want to just spare us from heartache. But he wants us... I want you to hear this. He wants us to experience to experience his abundant life in Jesus. It, doesn't, it isn't just God just wanting us to, hey, I don't want you to go through this. He's like, no, I want you to go through these things. I want you to have generosity. I want you to experience community. I want you, you know, God revealed this to me recently. I mean, I recently in the last few months, but the reasons that I am supposed to be here in church and maybe you too, isn't just for fellowship, because we don't have that too much. We don't have too much of fellowship. It isn't just to worship, right? Where two or three are gathered in his name. It isn't just to grow, right? It isn't just to grow in faith. But to pray, that I am here to pray. Maybe I'm here to have a few words for somebody else. And maybe that's you. I believe it is, that your prayers are meaningful. If you ever have a slight I mean, thought that, hey, I'm not supposed to be here. You know, like our, I, I'm not learning, I'm not growing. Well, here's the deal. When did you become the best indicator of your faith and growth in Jesus? Because we have, as saints, we have different opportunities to come to church. And this isn't, you know, I, we, we have all kinds of weaknesses. Is this the best church? I like to believe so. No, I'm kidding. This, this isn't, right? But at the same time, you are a saint you are a child of God of the, most, of the most high. And you know what? He calls you here to consume, absolutely, but also to contribute, to contribute. And I just wanna let you know that, that hey, God wants to spare you. He wants you know, to really help you avoid different things in life, but also he wants you to walk in grace and truth and love. Amen? When we are pleased, though, because it says faith pleases God, when we are pleased, what, what, are, what are we like? How do we act? I want to say when I'm pleased, right? When there's just like no drama, there's nothing going on at home, I'm, I'm extra gracious, right? I'm merciful. I'm gracious. I'm, I'm at rest. I'm more generous. Where it's like, dude, I'm pleased, right? And how much more when God, when God is pleased, it's like, man, he's going he's gonna to give you an abundance. If it's his joy, his love... In Hebrews 6, we're going to go there, it says, but without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When I moved to Oregon, I moved uh, in 2014, August 30th. It was like the same day or, I mean, years before that Luke moved back here. From, from Southern Oregon, and it was it was pretty wild. Uh, my sister called me up, and I wasn't even really close with her um, anymore at that, at that time. Um, we are close now, you know, but she asked me if I wanted to move to Oregon. I was in Austin, Texas, living the dream, in my, you know, that I thought, and she asked me if I want to move to Oregon. I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, just thinking about it and hearing her out. She wanted to move here with With uh, her husband and and my father or her father in law. And I just, I thought about it. I I thought it was crazy. I was like, Oregon? Come on now. Come on now. Right? I'm not going to, no jokes, no jokes. Right? But in Texas, there's so much pride. There's Texas pride, right? We're like, you're not going to leave. You may visit, you may go to Disneyland, right? Disney World, but you're not going to leave, right? And I thought about it. And then I got serious about it and I prayed. And two weeks later, I gave my sister an answer. And four months later, we were out here. And it's wild. It's it's wild to think. And and I who am I? Who am I? It, It took, you know, Jesus says it takes a mustard seed size of faith. And I didn't know what was in store. I didn't know what was to come. And, I, and it's not bragging on me, it's bragging on Jesus, because you know what, I fought for it. I moved out here, it was two, three months, I was like, what, God, what are you doing? I, I had friends that were family to me. I had friends that had keys to my house. I, I, I mean, I left so much, but I knew God had something for me. And I was getting confirmation, I got confirmation even when I moved here. I, 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 started, I moved here, and that weekend I started serving at the church, and, and fell in love with this, this church. Knew God had me here. Fell in love with this community. Still trying to fall in love more with this community, right? But it's like, man, God called me out. And I, I bring that up because, you know what? He's rewarded me. He's given me a family. He's brought me into ministry. I knew there was callings on my life. I did a lot of running. It wasn't that fast, right? And God caught up. <laughs> he never let go. But you know what? It was, it was his rewards of what? Of my little faithfulness? Of my little return of call where I answered and said, okay, I'm on board. But you know what? There's been many difficulties. I won't even bring those up, right? <laughs> There's been many challenges. But you know, God is, is so faithful where it's like, man, why, why now? You're going to give me this, God? You're going to give me that? You're going to allow me to speak to people, or speak over people, to pray for people? And it's wild, but that's, that's the heart of God. That is the heart of God. Um, and so in verse six, it says, but without faith, I'm gonna read it again, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? Um, how many professing Christians at times, if it's us, if you're on board at, the, at this point, that you act as if God is not living, act as if God is not living and, and how many others those seeking him, we don't don't know or we don't think that that he's going to reward us, that he's going to reward us. And seek me, Jesus says, seek me with all your heart and you will find me. You know, we talked about the rewards that his peace, his joy. Jesus even tells us to reap all my benefits. Tell you what, there's nothing like the peace of God. Through Christ, if you've accepted him, you are made at, at peace with God, but having his peace, having his peace, having his joy, having his love in your heart there's nothing like it amen, amen. there's nothing like it i I've, I've lived a life you know and i'm i'm thirty two I look like i'm fifty right that was uh, a crazy life you know that I lived but, but but you know what <laughs> it's really man it, it's it's God being faithful it's be, it's God being faithful and, and rewarding when it's like what You know, how, how am I even able to carry this reward, God? How am I even able to carry it? One of my favorite verses is Psalm 84:11. It says, "For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly." He is our sense of provision. Here's our sense of protection. And you know what? He's, he's going to give. He's going to give by his grace. And he wants the glory though. He wants the glory. And God, God shows no favoritism, right? Uh, God shows no favoritism. You can walk in more grace. You can abound in grace. You can walk in more favor of God. But he doesn't have favorites, right? Um, he doesn't have favorites. Uh, yet we can walk in righteousness. How are we clothed in righteousness? How are we clothed in righteousness? It's, it's through faith, by Jesus. It's not even necessarily our faith. It's Jesus, right? And, and faith is a tool. Faith is a tool that we've been clothed by the blood of Jesus. We've been clothed in righteousness. And you can choose to walk in righteousness. The president of the United States of America or anyone else, right? If they're the president, do they have to wake up and be like, ah, I got to become the president again. I have to become the president. no. I'm not going to ask an amen for that one, right? No. When you are the president of the United States, you wake up the president. When you are a saint, right? When God has called you a saint because you've received his grace, you've received his covering, that you are clothed in righteousness, you wake up, I'm a saint, right? We have a, we have a distorted view of a saint, right? Where it's like, okay, well, um, a saint, I have to be this. No, it's like, because you're this, because you're clothed in righteousness, you get to walk in that. You can walk in truth and grace and honor. Amen? Amen? Faith is an act of humility. Faith is an act of courage. It's an act of obedience. And again, we choose to walk in righteousness. In Proverbs, we see the righteous are as bold as lions. Be bold in your faith. Be bold in your faith that you know God that you're gonna trust God, you're gonna trust him at, from the lips of his mouth to the lips of his heart, that you're gonna trust him. So the first two points, the main points, is through faith, we please God. Through faith, we please God. And he rewards us as we diligently seek him. So the core foundation here is God is good. From the mysteries of God, Right? To walking in authority, to the empowerment in us, right? God is good. That is, that is the main principle, that is the core foundation. It is motivation for faith, and it is motivation for us diligently seeking Him. Diligently in those times, but ongoing, ongoingly, are you gonna seek Him? When things are tough, are you gonna seek Him? When things are gra- all gravy, all good, are you gonna seek Him? And sometimes, we, we, we just think, hey, in those good times when things are rolling, when there's no, no heartache, that's like, hey, that's when God is faithful. That's when, hey, we're, we're doing things right. But no, God is faithful um, all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. And so the working of our faith is in the finished work of the cross and the empty tomb by Jesus. That is the work of faith. We're working in the faith that, hey, it is accomplished that it is accomplished, that, hey, you know, I am the president. No, I am a saint of the most high. I'm a saint of the most high. I, the most high. Yeah. And I think of this, I, I always think of uh, the greater blessing and less destruction. I think of how God, yes, you can make mistakes, and yet, pff, I'm with you. You can make mistakes, you can miss callings, but you know what? God has gr- greater blessings sometimes that we miss out that we're not intuitive, that we're not seeking him, that we're not asking him, that we're not laying down our, our burdens, we're not laying or picking up our cross, that we can mess out on the greater blessings, right? We see in Romans 8 that God brings things together, he makes things to get, bring, come together for good for those who love him called according to his purpose. So he redeems the time, right? But we can miss out on the greater blessing and that's, that's right now. I'm not saying, hey, stay, stay where you've blown it now it's like, hey, today, am I going to pick up that mantle and follow Jesus, or am I going to stay in the past? Am I going to stay in the middle ground? Let me tell you, saints, that's that's not the heart of Jesus. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. In less destruction, I think of less destruction when you think about a relationship that needs. Um, to be taken away, right? Or you need to end that relationship. You need to end that habit. You need to end, you need to end, you know, whatever it is, if it's a an act of sin, right? Less destruction, because guess what? I mean, think about, think about when the Jewish people walked away from God, right? They were disobedient, right? They were disobedient. And you know what, they had provision. They had God feed them. They had God restore them. They, God actually brought them out of slavery, right? But they were disobedient. And the thing is to not dwell there, to not stay there where, where you've been disobedient, but it's like, hey, today, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna choose not to do, right? And we see that in scripture, to not walk in these ways. to not. But what does he also say? He says to walk in truth, to walk in wisdom, to walk in love, to be in tune, to walk closely to God, Amen. And so I love that it's just not a list of not to do's because really in Hebrews 11, five and six, I mean, it's not, Enoch, I believe, had this closeness with God. It wasn't legalism. It wasn't just like, hey, this is what not to do. But no, you know what, Enoch walked closely with God. I think diligently seeking him is just walking with God, is walking with God. It's funny, I, I made these bracelets Talking about making mistakes, right? I made, I made bracelets for the youth. And uh, have you ever seen a shirt that just has too much? This has too much. You, you've seen bracelets that have just like say too many things. I made these bracelets that said, Walking with Jesus, SB Youth. And even one of my youth even said that. They're like, Dude, this is too long. It's too long. It's like, Walk. I was like, Come on. You have to like move your hand to see it all. It says, Walking with Jesus. But really, that's, that's the intent to walk closely with Jesus. Right? You had, you had Moses who communicated with God. You had Adam and Eve who just communicated like this with God. And it's how, how closely can you walk to Jesus? I want to encourage, encourage you today. How closely can you walk with Jesus? Can you share your heart? Can you share your struggles? Can you share how good he is with him and with others? But it's like, how closely, how closely can you walk with Jesus? I got to power through this. Um, it is easy to compromise, to neglect, or to minimize our faith. No amen for that one, right? Um, in doing so, we please the world. How do we please the world? Um, we please the world with whatever makes you happy, to live, by, live for yourself. That's what the world wants you to do, to live for yourself, to, to hold grudges, to have a hard heart, right? To, cons- to condone, support, and promote even when it is against what God wills. And it's like, that's, that is how we compromise, neglect, or minimize our faith. Your faith is a walk. It is, yes, it is trusting God. It is holding God to his word, which, you know, we'd, all we do to hold, hold God to his word is just hands lifted up. But so many times we, we leave out that it's like, hey, it's, it's not just trusting in God, it's walking with him. It's hearing from him. It's, it's knowing that, hey, anything that he's asked me to do, right, if it's from his word or specifically, generally or, or specific, that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And easier is not always the way God wills. We see in James, right, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. And so I want to talk about little, little, More, I don't know. I've been talking, right? Is is really from believing to knowing, from from in not that it's you know not not that it's a mutation or it's um, you know level up, but it's like believing is trusting. Believing is like, dude, you're all in, and our faith will be tested. God tests it. We see this a lot in in the Old Testament. God will not tempt though. We see that in scripture. God will not be tempted. He cannot be tempted and he will not tempt, but he will test. And we're gonna see James, can we get James one, two through four up there? So my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so patience is the key there. Your faith produces patience. I don't know about you, but I'm not the most patient person at times, right? Catch me on a good day, I'll be patient, right? But so many other times I'm not patient. And that's what, Faith is producing in you when we wait on the Lord, when we don't make drastic decisions, when we wait to have the peace of God. And how do we have peace of God? We see in Philippians, right? To not be anxious about nothing, but in everything, with Thanksgiving, letting your request be known to God. And His peace, the peace that surpasses understanding, will be yours in Christ Jesus. So it's including God. It's coming to him. It's including and in, in asking, because sometimes you're not going to be at peace, y'all. Sometimes you're not going to be at peace. And what do you do? Do you ask? Do you ask for more peace? You know, and, and to not give up. Um, did you know that 25 years, we have a lot of young people here, right? Did you know 25 years ago, Amazon only made books? They only sold books. Do you look, have you looked at Amazon today? Amazon sold, sells everything, Right? They sell books that have books in them, right? They sell, they sell everything, right? When you look at Moses, sorry, Moses, come on. When you, when you see Noah, Noah didn't see the rain. He had faith. He trusted in God. He, he knew the rain was gonna come because he told him, right? And so the specifics, but also general, those are pretty, pretty dang specific. We can believe, and we're getting to it, we can believe in Bigfoot, Right? You can believe in Bigfoot. You can believe that the earth is round. You can believe someone is untru- or someone is trustworthy, right? But who or what do you place your trust in, right? Who do you place your trust in? My family, I'm not gonna touch much on it because my wife told me not to, right? <laughs> and I'm not gonna touch much on it, right? Um, but just letting you know without details, uh, we've, we're in our third Home this year, and we're about to be in our fourth. And praise the Lord, it's going to be the last for a while, right? Until until we hear from God, right? Until we hear from God, Um, and it's just wild. It's been wild. We we've ridden that that boat where it's like, man, what is going to happen? Is Jesus down sleeping? Wake up, Jesus! Wake us up, right? But it's like, man, it's it's taken faith and it's taken God. It's taken us being willing. And it's, it's not tooting our horn, it's tooting God's. And it is loud and amazing. God, God is so good, and that's the promise, that's the principle to lean on and to know that, hey, man, it's because God is good, I'm going to have faith, right? And so through faith, we please God. That's the first point. The second point is he rewards us as we diligently seek him, right? And faith comes by hearing the word of God. We know that, we see that in scripture. And if you're, not, if you're not hearing, if you don't come to church, right, if, if you don't um, pray on your own, if you don't read the Bible on your own, there's many ways, right, your faith is going to be diminished. Your faith is going to be minimal. And we can talk about the end times, right? We can talk about, hey, you know, and we know that. And, and things are, sign, there's more signs that, than ever before. I remember when I was a kid, my dad always telling me, you know, the, the end is near. I was like, all right, dad, now even more so. And I can believe that. I can stand by that, right? But it's like, man, you know, there, there's faith in that. And it's like, we don't ever want to see, hey, well, many people aren't going to get on the, the J train. They're not going to follow Jesus. Well, it's like, man, what do we do? We do our part. Because faith faith is going to express itself to others. If you have faith, there are many people, and I want you to think about those people in your life right now, that you, they need to hear from you. In truth, in grace, right? In love, that they need to hear from you. Because yes, we can all, know, we can all you know, be on that same page where, hey, the end is near. But it's like, hey, how, how much do we want people near to Jesus? How near do we want to be? Right? It's our faith, but also how many people do we want to bring near to Jesus? Faith empowers us to see. It enables us. It stirs us. It persuades us. Right? In faith, we want to be a dreamer. In faith, we want to be dreamers. Right? But our relationship is more important than, than the dream right? We even see in scripture that, hey, young young men and and old men are going to have dreams and visions. But it's like, God wants you to dream wherever you're at, right? But he also wants that connection. He wants that relationship more. And our, our most urgent need isn't a new insight, but to trust God, right? But to trust what we already know. It's not a new insight. We're all after new insights, new diets, new this, but it's like, it's to trust what we already know and it's belief to knowledge. A little teaching here, yada, yada in in Hebrew, ancient Hebrew is relational and experiential knowledge, right? Um, It's Adam, new Eve, that's not the knowledge that, hey, like he read a book about Eve, right? He knew Eve, right? So it's a little, it's a little different, right? It's, it's that experiential knowledge. It's from belief to trust. It's belief to knowledge. You know. If, if someone wanted me, if someone asked me, hey, do I know Sarah? I'd be like, yeah, dude, I've read a book about her. It's like, bro, like you need to get to know her, right? I would, I would talk to her more. I would get to know her. And I know Sarah, love Sarah, Right? right? <laughs> but I would not learn new info in book, right? That's not knowing God. Um, can, can I get Ryan to the stage? We're, we're gonna, gonna sing a little bit, or he's gonna play a little bit, if you can find him. Um, but you can believe the stove is hot. If the stove is on, you can believe that it's hot. But until you actually touch the stove, you'll know it, right? You'll know it. Theory is Belief. And I'm not saying, hey, well, you know, if you confess with your mouth and, you know, uh, I mean, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you know, that you shall be saved. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, hey, it's a form of trust. It's a form of commitment. It's a form of submission. And so, if you asked me, how do I know my wife loves me? Right? Am I am I going to read her her vows to me? Am I going to read her vows to me like, hey, I promise I'll be with you. I love you. You know, right? No, I would I would tell you how she has supported me. I would tell you how my wife um, that we've laughed and cried together. How she chooses my company. How she enjoys my company even when we don't do anything. Right? I remember hanging out with some people that were older than me. It was when I first moved here, and they were in the same room on their phones, kind of talking to each other, sharing jokes and everything. And they put down their phones, they're, they're talking, hanging out. And I was just like, man, like they're not even doing anything. I wasn't even married at the time. I was like, they're not even doing anything. What are they doing? But it's like, I know my wife loves me when she doesn't even want to do anything with me. Wait, that's not weird, right? When she enjoys not doing anything with other things too, right? Come on, Rory. You know? And how she forgives, how she forgives. So the key here is to know God, to know God. One, one more teaching real quick. In Greek, in the Greek, pastuo is believed, right? It's, it's talking about believed. And I want you to, can we put that up there? John 2, John 2, 20, Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name believed in his name when they saw the signs, which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. When we look in the Greek, and I wanna share something with you because this was taught to me um, from a Messianic Jewish rabbi. And he told me that versions in scripture won't take away from the essence of scripture, but they will take away from the depths. And so that's why we use NKJV. But even going deeper to find the Greek, to make it come alive to us, because pastuo, that, that, that word belief, that, that belief without commitment, that they saw his signs, they saw his wonders, and they believed, but there wasn't commitment. They believed, hey, he was God, that he is good. They believed that. And then pastuo, it even shares in the, verse 24. Can we get that back up there, verse 24? But Jesus did not commit himself to them. In the Greek, commit himself is the same word, pastuo. That he chose to not, in a sense, commit himself. It's that same word where we we will see, hey, God is good and we'll recognize that and believe that. But even Jesus, it was to that same degree that he held back. That he did not commit himself in a sense. And God wants to see our faith. We can believe intellectually. We can believe believe intellectually with all our mind, yet not relationally. It is that correspondence. It is that connection with the head to the heart. Do we believe in God? Do we trust in him with our mind? Do we believe him with all our heart? Do we want to see God? Do we want to see a fully, in a sense, to our capacity, a fully developed picture of God? And we can recite creeds, we can pray prayers, and sing songs, we can sing, good, you are a good, good father. And not experienced the relational gift that rewire, rewires us from the inside out. From the inside out, y'all. And belief is buying into theory. Spiritual knowledge is experienced embodied knowledge. When you know, when you know someone, when you know God is good, when you know he is faithful, when you trust him with all you have to offer. Knowing personally, vulnerably, and experientially trusting what you believe. And to have faith in Jesus is to trust him because he is safe, right? He is safe. He is trustworthy. He is good. So before we close, those first two points The main point is through faith, we please God. He rewards us as we diligently seek him. In 2 Peter 3, 18, it says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be the glory, both now and forever. And to know him, to walk with him, to know him personally. And if you know him, you're gonna wanna share. I'll tell you what, when I know people, I wanna share about them. And so in this time, we're going to have a little time of response. Um, I want you to go ahead and raise your hand. Um, and also, I'm going to ask a couple people up here. John Smith, John Bales, can you come up here? Uh, Tim, you want to come up here? Just, just right up here. No, you don't have to come on stage. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be here. Um, there's a thing of oil right there. Yeah, right there. And if you want prayer right now, if you want prayer for more faith, you want prayer for healing, you know, for me to say, hey, all healings consist of faith, where it's like, I'm not saying that, but God wants to see your faith. You can have all the the great faith in the world. You have people in Africa who are without. You have people all over the world that are without, but they love Jesus and they're believing. But here's the deal. We are told to believe For healing, to believe for breakthroughs, right? We see in James 1 that to believe and not doubt, to believe and not doubt, it's not up to us. But I I want you guys, Tim, do you mind like coming over here? Let's spread out a little bit. And uh, right in this time, if you want to come for in faith, maybe you just want faith. Maybe you're like, man, I, I, I," maybe it's, hey, I want to seek God. I want to have that relationship where I'm walking with him, whatever it is, but it all consists of faith. And so I'm going to ask that um, anyone that wants that, anyone wants more faith, in faith you want healing, maybe it's uh, rest, restoration, maybe it's, hey, um, maybe you lost your father today or back, back when. And maybe you're, you're brokenhearted. So right now, um, Ren's just going to play a little more. And, and these guys are up here to pray. These guys are up here to pray for you. those of you who do not come up here, I'm going to ask that you, you intercede. You pray for them as well. Hey, Tobias, do you mind coming over and praying as well, please? And it takes an act of faith even to come up here, where it takes faith for you to be vulnerable and say, hey, I want this. Maybe I need this. And Acts 2 talks about, shares about the movement of the Holy Spirit. This isn't the only place that we can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. But there's times where God is calling us to participate. If that's just praying, if that's just hearing, if that's being open and willing. And is that your desire? To be used to, to be infiltrated, to be, in a sense, targeted by the Holy Spirit, that you want him to speak to you, that you want him to use you. Before we close, I feel like someone has gotten a word today of faith. Does anyone want to share that? Is there someone... I feel like there's someone here that has a word of faith. Yeah? Do you want to share it with me first? you want to share it with me? Yeah, do you, you want to share with me first? Oh uh, yeah, can I go up there? Share with me real quick if you don't mind.
1: yourself? Too. By myself, I mean my dad lives here. and I'm saying, You don't have like wife and kids? No, no, it's yeah. just me. Yeah. I, mean, I have a daughter but she doesn't live with me.
0: Okay. Yeah, you want to come out? Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. we'll get you out of here soon y'all, promise. Well, what is your name? Cole. Cole? If you want to, is this mic on? This is Cole, everyone.
1: All right, can I take this off? Here? All right, good morning, everybody. My name is Cole. I uh, moved here from Washington yesterday, actually. Um, I feel called for God, from God to be a youth pastor. I just really love working with youth and, um, you know, little kids. I just really enjoy it. Um, this last week at the church I was staying at, we have something called VBS, which is Vacation Bible School. And I lead a group, and I've been doing it for five years. I just really feel called to, to work with youth and to um, teach them more about God. And um, So I left my family, my mom, um, my sister, and just my family up there, my friends, and I just came down here on faith that God would show me where I need to be and um, just to lead me. Um, so I just came down here by myself. I'm not married or anything like that you know but uh my dad and i are running from the same place uh he's sitting out there hey dad how you doing (laughs) yeah um my brother luke but uh you know i just feel that if you're called by god to do something you need to do it you know it's not really a choice that we have so i just love god so much that i'm doing this completely on faith
0: love it (laughs) thanks Cole. appreciate it man (laughs) <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy. Okay. Yeah, this and as people are getting prayer still I'm glad you guys stayed I'm glad you guys stayed uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity to share and uh, to remember through faith we please God he rewards us as we diligently seek him as we walk with him as we include him there's a level of that where we surrender but it's walking with Jesus And so I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. And if you want to hang out, we'd love to have you. And uh, we didn't do communion. And so you have communion on your own. I forgot to even say that. We're going to do that on our own. Um, His body that was broken for us. His blood that has resurrected us in a sense. That he is the life and the resurrection. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time, God. I thank you, God, that you are the monitor of our growth, that you see us and love us, that you know us more than we know ourselves. You know how many, how many times we've cried, how many times that we've had joy. You know the numbers of, of hair on our head. But Lord, you love us. And I just thank you, God, for giving us the gift of faith. I I thank you for the spiritual gift of faith. God, I pray that we would all desire that. We would all have a yearning in our hearts, Lord, to really develop this faith that only you can produce in us, God, that we would see you, that we would hear from you. As your sheep, as yours, we hear from you, God. We know your voice. Pray that there would be um, a distinction, God, a clear distinction that it's from you or not. So grow us, God. Give us faith. We want to please you. I pray that for each person here. And God, if someone here doesn't know you at all as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would today. You tell us, if we confess, God, if we confess, if we come to you with words and we have it in our heart meaningful, that we believe in you, that we believe in you, that we place our trust in you, That we repent, God, and follow you, that we're yours. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for moving in this time. I pray, God, that we would just really receive anything that you have for us, even ongoing this week, that we would be men and women of faith, that we would seek you, Lord, as you are always pursuing us. So go before us, Lord. May your word be tattooed on our hearts. Holy Spirit, lead us where we, we don't even want you to lead. Pray that we would follow, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give Jesus a hand, y'all. A lot of events going on this week. Glad you guys were here. You're dismissed. Good job, man. No, it's good. That's all How's it going? Bro? <laughs> Thanks, homie. Thanks, bro. Happy Father's Day, man. You guys are front row.